I was getting like actually pissed because I asked you like four times, like, do you even want to fucking record tonight? And you're hey. I was like, it's like, damn. What is this? No, yeah, I couldn't hear you at all the whole time. It was just I thought you were like not away from your computer, so I pulled up the messenger thing on my computer, and then I saw that you were asking if I could hear you or not. So, hmm. I'm glad we got that straightened out. After yeah, probably because I, I leave. <laughs> was it really seven minutes yes <laughs> i leave i leave my like i stay away from my phone i don't bring it in my office because it'll be yeah so i noticed <laughs> so I, I called you twice oh my goodness i did get the facetime though i got it but it didn't connect yeah i didn't connect the first time for some reason um well are we recording yeah we're uh live now okay cool um Hmm. Okay. Uh, Did you listen to the I've podcast some... yet? No, I haven't listened to it. You fuck. I know. I know. I'm disappointed. It's 15 you. minutes. Is it really? Yeah. Each it's fi- one's 15 and one's 22. There's only two of them. <laughs> and you can't fucking do that right either. And and you know what? And this isn't just at you. This is to everyone. I'm the only one that's written any fucking articles right now. I wrote an article. It's just not complete. <laughs> but then I wrote. You, I mean, I then wrote. you're working on one. <laughs> I, and no, I feel and no one's responding to me in the group chat when I text. I feel I feel guilty. Okay, I'll be honest. Honestly, I, everyone should. This is some I, bullshit. I, <laughs> I, I listen. You you are our. You are a rock, Bray. Mm. You hold us all together, okay? As dysfunctional as it is at the moment, you know, you are an immovable force in this startup, okay? You are (laughs) you are the guy who actually invented the light bulb. We are Thomas Edison and we took credit for it, okay? (laughs) You're my stepchildren (laughs) that are gonna get all my money. Well, Peak, since the last time we talked, what happened to your hand? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's been so, a So, yeah. I was in the kitchen, you know. I, I was, you know, just trying to do my meal prep. Um, so I just got these this brand new knife set for my meal prep, you know. I'm cutting all my chicken breast and potatoes and all that stuff. Because I am one of the primary dish washers in this house if we don't have any women <laughs> i'm just i'm just joking but that's a, a joke but one of the primary dishwashers so I, I try to reduce the amount of dishes that we have at any cost right so if i can eat it out of my hand if i can eat damn cereal out of my hand i'd do that but disgusting uh, I try not to <laughs> I try not to use cutting boards as you will see that wasn't a good idea but um, so I was cutting the sweet potatoes imagine you're holding a can of beer or a can of soda and that's how I was holding the sweet potato and my you're left kind of hand, palming it right yeah like it's in, in Wait, the palm you're grasping it yeah yeah it's like yeah it's just like yeah similar well yeah in the palm of my hand holding my, all my fingers are wrapped around it and I'm holding it over the sink because I don't want to cut it on a cutting board because I don't want to dirty a cutting board. Can you believe that? <laughs> so 
I've got three, I think I was doing three of them. So I was cutting the ends of the sweet potato off and then taking the knife from the top and stabbing it down the middle into the middle of my hand to soften up the inside of the raw sweet potato so that I could put it in the oven and all the air gets in there and the convection and all that good shit, whatever it cooks all the way through. So I cut two of them and I knew noticed while I was cutting them how unsafe it was. I was like, this isn't a good idea, but I just got one left and I realized how hard it was. On the first two, it was very hard to stab that knife through it. So on the third one, I put the knife through the middle and hit a hard spot and I couldn't get the knife all the way through to where I wanted it to be. Mm. So I started to battle with the sweet potato and I'm like trying to push and get more aggressive with it, starting to shake my hands and everything. And what I, I hit the hard spot and then immediately following the hard spot was a soft spot in the sweet potato. So I went all the way through the sweet potato, through the hard spot, through the soft spot, cut through the skin and then cut my fingers. And from the pinky to the index finger, it got progressively worse, the cuts and the pinky, I just grazed it. The index finger, I cut in half. I almost cut it off. Yeah, it and, looked uh, fucking disgusting. Yeah, it was. So when it happened, I kind of felt it, but I, I couldn't really feel the pain. You know, I realized what I had just done, but long story short, quick turn surgery. They, they put some stitches in me to hold me over until the next day and I come in the next day and you know this this fucking hospital is just a, a shit show honestly I wait two hours two three hours to even be put in the room and then I'm put in the room this happened like two days after Thanksgiving so um it's almost been a month now the day we record this but uh very unfortunate but also fortunate so I'm luckily unlucky or unlucky lucky I don't know Mm-hmm. But uh, some good happened, some bad happened. Overall, you know, uh, I would say definitely didn't let it let it hold me back. So I'm still studying and doing everything that I need to do the next day. And I was back back doing everything that I was doing the day before surgery, the day before I cut myself. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really want me to go to the gym, but you use it or you lose it, motherfucker. So <laughs> I'm still still. I was still going like the day after to just do some very, very light stuff. But now I've been able to kind of pick it up more and I'm getting some of the grip strength back and it looks a lot better. But uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was a hell of a process. It wasn't even the cutting it. That was the the worst part. It wasn't the pain. That was the worst part. It was really the experience of, of the people in the, in the emergency room. Terrible. Mm. Man. Well, you're lucky you still have that finger. Yeah, definitely, because I could have lost it. And I talked to the uh, flight surgeon on base, uh, you know, what would happen if I would have lost it and we would have had to get some an exception to policy and some, you know, some kind of pull some strings to keep me in the pilot training. But thankfully, Would that limit the aircraft it. you were able to fly then? Like, would you have to do probably more cargo or? No, I don't think so. But it's probably important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't. I don't think it would limit the aircraft I could get, but definitely the caliber of female I could get. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I've still got my, you know, still got my Frankenstein finger. You know, some girl. Hey, maybe the maybe the med students. You know, the med girls might be into that. Hey, girl, I got this Frankenstein finger. I can put it in you. you know? I've got a tiny dick, but I got this cool finger. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, I got the pictures and videos, so it's really nice to look back on it. But yeah, I kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it sucked. Well, good deal. Well, 
Um, what do you want to talk about today, Peek? <laughs> um, hmm, how about we talk a little bit about making the best out of the worst? I think that's that's a good way to, to tie to tie into tie into that shitty story. So a few things, you know, there's there's always there's always an obstacle, you know, no matter which way you go. It's just like how big is that obstacle? And even with my finger, I really took it as a way to test my mental toughness kind of that that mental endurance and you can get over this only if you want to get over this Hmm. i was able to i mean the next morning my mom so when i woke up from surgery my mom was there i told her while i was sitting in the prison war room hey you know i I accidentally cut myself don't panic i'm gonna have a surgery tomorrow and she says okay i'm not gonna panic panic blah 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 i go into the surgery alone right and then i wake up and i get back into the the room and my mom is there so she decides she's gonna take care of me for a week and you know how moms are and you know the the hospital and everything so i uh the next she had to drive me home from the surgery and the next morning i woke up at three o'clock because i had been in a habit of waking up at three in the morning going to the gym and then you know staying staying you know staying fit staying active whatever it's just a habit that i that i built so i woke up three o'clock in the morning the day after the surgery and i ran to the gym i'm sorry i ran to the hospital from my house to pick up my car and then drive my car to the gym because my mom wasn't going to do it you know she's oh no you need a rest no 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 fuck that and you go to the gym i need to keep keep it moving here and uh, not get complacent and that was kind of the start of why would I let this slow me up? It's just not a good idea. So for the past couple of weeks, I've you know continued to go to the gym and, and progressively gotten better with my grip strength and working out and being able to get back into the regular swing of things. Uh, and there was an, an opportunity for me to skip this upcoming pilot training class because as you know i was about to start and this happened which i was under the impression that it could disqualify me completely from the training i'd have to be reclassed I'd get sent to another base move states all that stuff so all of that was going through my head and my uh, supervisor asked me you know do you think you need to move be moved back a class i mean it, it, in theory great opportunity I would be able to study a little bit more, give the finger some time to heal. But that's the easy way, you know? And a part of me, big part of me, always looks for the harder way to do things in a good way though. So not just not taking the easy way out and making the best of that worst, that, that worst situation or that, that less than favorable situation that I put myself in or that I've gotten myself in one way or another. And that's one example of just kind of making the best of the worst. So I told them, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be pushed back. I've waited a year and a half to get to this point. Put me in that class. I'm going to start. I'm going to perform the best of my ability at the same level as my classmates. This isn't going to stop me. And that's just something that I'd determined prior to, or when he asked me that, no, I don't want, I don't want a bandaid and a lollipop. You know, I want to continue doing what I'm doing and continue working my ass off to get the same result. I think that's definitely a good mindset because a lot of people and myself included at times, like something happens to you, whether it's 
say just a common like illness or something, or maybe you fail a test or there's so many different things that kind of get us down, but it's easy to use it as an excuse. And I think what really separates the people that end up achieving and the people that end up meeting the status quo are seeing all these challenges as opportunities. And because you'll be a better person for this just because of the thing. Well, one, you're not going to cut sweet potatoes like a fucking dumbass anymore. So that's, yeah. you know, that's that's a tangible thing you learned. But yeah. all the, the dedication, the hard work, when you do finally get through pilot training, it's going to mean that much more opposed to someone. And it's a, it is a significant thing. So you got to know your limits and whatnot, but opposed to someone that maybe would have taken the easier route. Right. And I mean, the thing is, what if we're taking the, that opportunity and then gotten in a car crash and died or, you know, there's, there's so many, so many other ways things can play out. You know, if, if, if you set your mind to something, you say, okay, I can do it. This isn't going to, this isn't going to ruin me. Then you know, just do it. And I've, I've done that and I've pursued those harder tasks and things have paid off for me thus far. So I'm not saying that, that everything has always been biscuits and gravy, but a majority of the time, that harder thing is going to bear, you know, what is this, what is this saying? Better, sweeter fruits or something. Yeah. Um, and, it, and if it doesn't, at least you have more respect when you do fail. Cause it's not like you fail doing the same thing everyone else does. You fail mm -hmm. doing, trying to achieve more. And sometimes right. when you're trying for more and you fail, you land where everyone else was already at. So it's not like right. you're behind, you're still right where you need to be. Right, you're aiming. You're aiming at the. What is it? You're aiming for the the moon, and I even think if you fail, you still land. You still land in the star. If you aim at the moon, you still land in the stars, or something like that. Yeah. Some fucking philosophical <laughs> shit like that. Whatever. Right. It's, uh, we get the gist of it. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll, then we'll get right back to it. Dun dun dun, and we're back. So oh, that, was, that was nice. Bray. Big. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, uh, you know, I'm thinking about taking up music or something, you know, maybe I could be a singer outside of the shower. If, and, the, if the whole pilot yeah. thing doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd want to be like one of those ghost writers or like anonymous singers. Like I've always thought that I could like put out really good content, but I wouldn't want my face on it. So I'd just like post anonymous videos. Oh, like a podcast. Yeah, yeah, like a podcast. <laughs> Go figure. So, yeah, you have a story that you could that you could share with us, right? Yeah. So making um, the best out of the worst. Yeah. So my my story has to do with the one time I've had to quarantine so far. So again, at the time of recording this, because we don't know when you guys are listening, it's currently December twenty eighth. And so we're of, of 2020. So we're wrapping up the first year of COVID. And the only time I've had to quarantine so far was when I moved from Alabama to New Jersey. And it wasn't because I had COVID. It was just a protocol. So it was my first experience with it. And I knew I'd have to do it on base. And I didn't know quite the extent. I figured I'd have a little bit of freedom and just, you know, not allowed to go to any stores or things like that. But I could go out walking and stuff. Come to find out. I was not allowed to leave my hotel room at all unless I was checked out by a supervisor. And I could be checked out for an hour at a time, but I had to go to a designated walking slash running track. Well, how would they know that if you, you know, if you 
I guess how would they know if you're you're gone? Did you have armed security guards at your door or something? I mean, honestly, I I might as well have. So the, they made sure that you didn't leave your hotel room because none of us had keys to our doors. So if the door is shut while you were gone, you're locked out. And if you propped your door open or something, then when they walk by, they would know. And they they walked by three times a day to deliver. Um, <laughs> food and stuff and then sometimes you know like um they just I do a walk to pick up trash or whatnot so you know it was kind of random walks you couldn't safely leave your room and not be discovered and that, that walking, honestly sounds like prison it, uh, prisoners had it better because they get that hour of rec time every day mine was once every two or three <laughs> days and then if at the walking tracks, they had a van that would go and park and watch to make sure that if you get checked out, that you do show up to the walking or running track and that there's no one else there. So it was, it was an intense time. And I left stuff in my vehicle because I thought I would be able to go back to the vehicle after I checked in. So I didn't have everything with me that I had planned to have. I, I'm in a hotel room for pretty much two weeks, maybe five hours, six hours outside of the hotel room in the total of the two weeks. And Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that it was, is, it, I mean, that, that's miserable. It, it definitely sucked. And what made it difficult, too, was I was in Alabama before I moved. I was doing a manual labor job. So I was outside for at least eight hours a day, like solid eight hours in the sun. Which can suck and whatnot, but it's just nice to be outside. So going from that yeah. to two weeks of indoors with minimal movement, it was awful. So basically you were getting all of your uh, vitamin D in Alabama and then you came to New Jersey and you were just getting all your vitamin dildo in your hotel room all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I left the dildo in the car. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had my hand and I had some lube, so up the ass it went, but... <laughs> So how did you, how did you make the best out of it? What did you do? You know, how did you stay productive or what did you do to make the best out of being locked in this room all day? All of these things are small. It's nothing big because I hadn't started my job yet. So there was nothing I could do career wise and I'd already finished college. So there's nothing like studying I could do. So everything I had was self-directed. And so I right. took some initiatives and again, these are small things, but I used that time to do a lot of research on internet providers in the area that I was going to be staying. So I could go ahead and <laughs> set up my internet. So day one of moving into my house, I could have internet set up and I tried to figure out what utilities I had to pay for. If I had an option of the company that provided it and if there were de better deals or whatnot. And so I did a lot of little like prep research. And I used that yeah. time to fig to watch like just some different like little documentaries and try to do some educational stuff. And I spent a lot of time on phone calls with them, like family members I don't normally talk to, but they appreciated the calls and whatnot. So that's not really a productivity for success type thing, but that's just like a little thing I can check off my box of things that I like to do. Right. Right. So I, I really tried yeah, to well, think. That's yeah, I tried to think outside of the box and do things that I'd normally put off. So just like I, my inbox was sitting at, I think, 1,400 emails. I deleted everything I didn't need, combed through everything, and had no unopened emails left. And so it's yeah, just all those housekeeping things, like things. Yeah, so it's nothing big or serious or quite life-impacting. Your decision may end up to be, but... It's something. I made the most out of two weeks when I could have just been watching Netflix or, you know. Right. Playing Fortnite or some, yeah, some fucking around. shit. Yeah. 
I was almost certain there at the beginning you were going to say that you were spending all of your time researching internet porn. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you went on to say you were watching, like, some videos, but we can cut that part out. (laughs) Okay. So I think we can come to a... A good closing point here with the book recommendation. I read a book earlier this year. I really enjoyed it. It talked a lot about some of the things that we, we hit on here. It is titled, The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. So if you want to check that out, you got Audible. It, it is free with your Audible trial. You just go to audible.com and you can get that book and listen to it, but it, it talks a lot about really hitting those harder things, those things that you won't, don't want to do are typically the things that you should be doing. And so I really enjoyed that book. You should check it out, Bray. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't checked it out yet, but that would definitely be on my list. Yeah. All right, that about wraps it up. So thank you all for sticking with us this long. As always, if you have any questions or comments on the podcast or anything, just please email us at team at pennypaver.com. Or feel free to pop over to our website, pennypaver.com. All right, I'll talk to you later, Peek. All right, see you later, man.